Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Uh, there's some new research on what us Canadians... I love how they can throw all Canadians into one bucket. We're all the same person. You'd know that, too, because if you ever met anybody from another country, they're like, hey, I know Bob from Canada. Do you know Bob? Oh, no, I don't think I know Bob. Thank you. Should we keep the border closed? The proverbial dumpster fire that is the dealing with COVID down in the United States has uh, got a lot of Canadians quietly sitting back saying, oh, yeah, good. Let's just keep those gates locked for just a little while longer. In fact, statistically speaking, 8 out of 10 say, how about the end of the year? That doesn't work for everybody. So what do you want? Do you want the border open or do you want the border closed? Uh, joins us here. He's a partner at MKS Immigration Lawyers. Uh, you're on the Canadian side, right, Alex? Yes, that's right. So let's uh, understand clearly then. That would mean most of your clients would be on the other side of the border. Do I understand that right? That's correct. So this has got to be incredibly difficult for you and your job, isn't it? Well, the challenges for people right now are that, uh, you know, if they have a place in, in Canada and, and out here in British Columbia where I live, there's lots of people uh, in Washington State, Oregon, California, who have places on Vancouver Island or in the Okanagan or in the greater Vancouver area or Whistler, um, 100 Mile House, places like that, and they simply can't go and see their seasonal residences, right? So but isn't that, that, isn't that one difficult. of the risks you take when you, I mean, buy something in another country? No different than when you break your leg in another country, you have oh, to deal with it differently? Yeah, 100%. It's just, I don't think this has ever happened to these people before, and it's not something anyone uh, ever foresaw. And, I, I, you know, that's, 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 I think, the challenge. Yeah, I, and I don't mean to dismiss it as not a problem, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, I suppose, if I were so fortunate to be able to uh, have that as well. So what are you telling, um, as the immigration side of it, Canadians who want to, or non-Canadians who want to come become a Canadian? Well, look, you know, the challenges here are people are going to have to make sacrifices. It's the same as uh, in the last few months, people who have... Um, you know, been seeing their partner who is Canadian, their girlfriend or boyfriend, a lot of them decided to get married, right, to, in order to, to stay together. Um, and we had the phenomenon out here, which you had also in, in, in Ontario, people right on the border having having weddings in uh, no man's land so that they could, uh, they could then uh, rejoin each other because that's one of the few uh, exceptions to the, to the border closure rules. Uh, with uh, with people deciding where they want to reside, if they have you know two homes, um, some people are electing to um, apply for and get Canadian work permits and transfer the businesses to Canada, for example, and living with the fact that they're going to have to pay Canadian income tax versus U.S. income tax. Some people are willing to do that, and yeah. you know, in those those cases, um, I don't think there's any real big policy issue there as long as they abide by the 14-day quarantine and don't mind. Uh, living with uh, the Canadian rules. What's um, what's uh, what's very interesting is it's very much like 2006. Or sorry, uh, 2001 after 9/11 and, and right after Bush's first election, as well as after 2016, you have a flood of Canadians who are dual citizens who are coming back and uh, back to Canada and uh, sponsoring their spouses and having enough of the chaos in the United States and and preferring the. Uh, uh, the response we've had up here and coming back up here in Canada was. So that's another another thing that's keeping us all busy. Well, isn't that ironic that we say close the border, but then 
you know, in many, many ways that our government has done a pretty great job, you know, on the relative scope of the globe in dealing with this. And then to say no to those who want to come here because they've done a great job. That is somewhat ironic. Uh, that's for sure. So if businesses right now, because economics drives so much of this, if the businesses want to move here at this point, the way you understand it is, would they be just subject to the 14 days if they wanted to move their business here? Well, they would first have to um, apply and get work permits, fit one of the uh, categories under the North American Free Trade Agreement or whatever we're calling it now, UMSCA, KUSMA, whatever. Oh, you, I like to call it USMACA because that seems like USMACA. the... USMACA, yeah, sure, that'll work. Um <laughs> But uh, all of those provisions are still in place. But, you know, people have to plan and, and they'll have to move their businesses and, and make a case for uh, why those businesses can be done in Canada, where they're not in a situation where the workers are from home, etc. But, I mean, there is a case to be made there. And, and there are there is the ability to still uh, look at that option for, for Americans. So some people are doing that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but obviously, that's a lot harder than just driving over the border and and you know and going to your uh, to your, your place. I mean, for retirees, I think it's also a bit of a challenge. Who've been used to spending uh, a good chunk of their time in Canada, uh, they've had to make their peace with that not being available to them. Um, others who have been doing it because they have connections to Canada have had to go and you would turn out to be Canadian a lot of the time. I mean, they just never bothered to get their documentation together. There are thousands of people in the United States like that. A lot of them have been prompted by this to go and get their Canadian citizenship. So, um, you know, people are being forced to deal with uh, the situation as it is and and get their affairs in order to some extent. So, I mean, in that sense, it's positive and and people will have more options in the future, the ones that that do fit. And the ones whose kids were born in the United States uh, to, uh, uh, say, a Canadian parent and a U.S. parent who never bothered to get their Canadian documents. Well, now they're out there getting their Canadian documents. So. Well, complacency has most certainly kicked in, uh, or has been kicked to the curb in a lot of ways for well, so many absolutely. people that had exactly that, right? And you're right, the snowbirds that either have a behemoth of a trailer or a place down south that they go to every year is certainly going to create some different travel scenarios. I would imagine some of the coastal areas, especially on the west coast, Vancouver Island, could see a whole lot of snowbird shows going up this coming winter. Alex Stoichevich, thank you very much. Partner, MKS Immigration Lawyers here in Canada. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.